We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. WFAN, WFAN-FM, New York. It is Sunday morning on WFAN. Good morning, everybody. This is Bob Salter. After our 8 o'clock update, Rick Wolf will be along with the Sports Edge program. Ed Randall by. Now, what would he be talking about on this Sunday? Hmm, Yankees Old Timers Day? I wonder if he'll get into that on that Talking Baseball program. You never know with Ed. That's after our 9 o'clock update. We have a good discussion in uh, this program this hour because fortune has worked in the right way. A guest is joining us who actually was on our show for a short period of time last week. We've talked with him a number of times previously. I wanted to have him back on the show for a couple of different reasons. One, because we always have very good discussions. Two, because there are things that we did not get into because we had a limited amount of time last week. And three, because we did not have the opportunity for folks listening to us to ask questions of him on the topic that he was raising or topics he was raising last week, as well as one that we're going to get into in discussion this week. Dr. Kenneth Wasserman is back with us on our program. He was able to fill in for us in this hour of our program. Uh, He is a team dermatologist with the Baltimore Orioles, clinical assistant professor at Drexel University Hospital, on the board of directors of the Pennsylvania Academy of Dermatology, and was Dermatologist of the Year in the state of Pennsylvania in 2011. He has a general dermatology practice in South Philadelphia. It's nice to have you back on our program. Good morning. Well, thank you, Bob. Thank you for having me. You know, I just had a flashback from when I was uh, 13 years old going to Old Timers Day <laughs> at Yankee Stadium with my dad. And um, I grew up in Washington Heights, and I got sunburned that day because in those days they didn't use sunblock very heavily, and I don't think there was even very much sunblock around. I remember there was just a number four. But I remember getting sunburned with my dad at Old Timers Day at Yankee Stadium. You know, it's very interesting the way things work out. Now, last week, you joined us in an abbreviated fashion because your wife had a medical procedure overnight. How is she doing, first of all? She's doing she's doing okay. She's um, still in a lot of pain. She had a major orthopedic uh, surgery, so um, we're we're struggling through it. But um, um, thank you for asking. And, um, boy, that was Father's Day, and now we're sandwiched between Father's Day and, and Independence uh, Weekend, July 4th weekend, huh? Yeah, listen, summer and everything's moving along uh, here, and pace of things is picking up. A lot of people are spending more and more time outdoors. Obviously, the weather is uh, warmer overall, too. When we think of the sun and 
being exposed to the sun, what advice can you give? What are the the key things that people should be keeping in mind? Well, you know, as I was uh, thinking about all this, uh, waiting to come onto your show, I was thinking of how important preparation is. Preparation would have been you getting sunblock in your bag, taking it with you, thinking about it ahead of time, thinking about what your day is going to be like before you actually go out. Because if you're not prepared, um, I guess one of my teachers once said, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And um, you really need to be thinking about what your day is going to be like. If you're going to be spending a lot of time outdoors, you should be putting your sunblock on your sunscreen on before you actually leave the hotel, before you leave the house, before you go to the beach, because, number one, you will forget to put it on. Number two, you won't put it on properly if you don't put it on in front of a mirror. You will miss areas. Number three, sunscreen works better when it has time to absorb into the skin. So if you put it on right before you run out, it hasn't had time to absorb, and it doesn't work as well. You will miss lots of areas, and you will get sunburned. So preparation, whether you go to the beach, whether you go to Old Timers Day, whether you go to the uh, park for a picnic or go bicycle riding, um, preparation is really important to think ahead to, to get your hat, your sunscreen, proper clothing, and to just think about these things ahead of time because you inevitably will get sunburned if you don't prepare ahead of time. Okay. A lot of people listening to this discussion will pick up on two things you just mentioned. Sometimes the focus is on sunscreen, sunblock, but how important are hats? Hats are really important. Matter of fact, the sunscreen and the sunblock, they work, but they don't give you 100% protection no matter how often you reapply it, no matter how much you put on. Uh, You still get you still get some sun exposure, some ultraviolet light exposure to the skin, even when you use sunscreen. But when you use a, when you use a hat, you really if you use a hat with a good brim, a, a large brim, and there there are companies out there that make sun protective clothing. I like some of the golf, some of the golf hats they make because they're they're specifically designed for people who are outdoors all day. And with the large brim, you really keep the sun off your face. I think the, the hats are so important, and they have clothing now that has um, sun protection factor of 50 or greater in the clothing. So by combining sun protective clothing, hats, sensible um, use of the beaches, you know, going at 4 o'clock instead of at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, If you put the whole package together, we call it sensible sun protection. We're not telling people to not enjoy themselves and not go to the beach, not go golfing, and not go to the baseball games and sit outside. We're just telling people to use what we call sensible sun protection. That's a term I coined. And I don't want people to be hermits. I want them to have a great time in life and have fun. But do it sensibly. When we talk about the incidence of skin cancer, what do the numbers show? Well, it's really, it's really an incredible problem. Um, I don't think the average person understands the risk they're at. So a couple of interesting statistics. First of all, one in five Americans 
will get a form of skin cancer in their lifetime. That's one out of every five. That's a lot of people. That's lots of people you know, lots of relatives. Um, it's not a small problem. As far as deaths of, of individuals from skin cancer, it is the number five cause of death of all types of cancer. So when you look at the big cancers that people think about, breast cancer, colon cancer, lung cancer, um, when you think of those cancers, nobody, I believe, thinks of number five cause of death from cancer being skin cancer. And it's important to pay attention to because it is one of the most curable and easy to protect against cancers out there. If people would just get their skin checked head to toe once a year by a board-certified dermatologist, they would minimize their risk incredibly because if skin cancer is picked up in its early stages, it's virtually 100% curable. The problem is that many people pick up their skin cancer in late stages after it's been growing a long time, it's been present, they didn't know. I have patients who, who say to me, oh, I keep bumping my head against the roof. That's why I have the sore on my forehead. Um, you know, I always say to them, how many times can you bump your head against the roof in the same exact spot? And they, <laughs> they, they look at you with a quizzical look. Uh, <laughs> but you hear all the excuses, you know, my, my, uh, my, my kid keeps scratching that spot. Or, you know, there's always a reason why they have a sore or a spot that, that didn't heal. Oh, I thought it was a pimple. Well, you know, a pimple is a pimple. If it goes away in three weeks, it's a pimple. If a pimple is still there four months later, eight months later, you know, I never had a pimple that lasted for eight months. I don't think most people most people do. <laughs> but there's always an excuse to try to explain it away. And um, people just don't don't think of skin cancer on the top of their list of, 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 of items to worry about. Well, this is a discussion where we hopefully can have some people, as a result of the discussion, get real in terms of their approach to skin cancer, to sun safety. We're talking this hour of our program on The Fan with Dr. Kenneth Wasserman. Uh, as I mentioned, he's a team dermatologist with the Baltimore Orioles, clinical assistant professor at Drexel University Hospital in Philadelphia, board of uh, directors of the Pennsylvania Academy of Dermatology, and he was dermatologist of the year in the state of Pennsylvania in 2011. He has a general dermatology practice in South Philadelphia, and he's kind enough to come back and join us on our program this week. And what I want to do as well is to work in some thoughts from some of you. We didn't have this opportunity when he was with us briefly last week. Our number here at The Fan is 877-337-6666. You want to share a thought, a comment, a question? Perhaps you yourself have had some experience with skin cancer or you have a question in that area. You can join us on the phone this morning. M, New York. It is Sunday morning on The Fan. Good morning, everybody. This is Bob Salter. After our 8 o'clock update, Rick Wolf is along with the Sports Edge program. Ed Randall is by talking baseball after our 9 o'clock update this Sunday morning. You want to join us in our discussion with Dr. Kenneth Wasserman, you can. Uh, WFAN's toll-free line, 877-337-6666. You have a question on point with the idea of sun safety, um, skin cancer, um, some of the preventive techniques that uh, Dr. Wasserman has outlined to us thus far. You know, we hit this time of the year, and next weekend is that what will turn into, for many people, a, 
four or some people probably stretch it to a five-day uh, Independence Weekend, and a lot of people will flock to the shore areas or beaches. When that happens, we get to this tendency on the part of some people, if the weather is really nice and hot, for them to want to stay in the sun as long as they possibly can stand it. How bad an idea is that? It's a really bad idea, Bob. And, you know, I always talk about with all the education we've done and all the um, uh, messages to the public about how important it is to protect, I'm always amazed when we get to the holiday weekends and I, I turn on the news in the evening and whether it be New York or Philadelphia, it doesn't make a difference. And if it's a beautiful weekend, they come on and they say, and the big story on Action News tonight was the beach at the shore. And they show thousands and thousands of people lying shoulder to shoulder like baked potatoes <laughs> that roast on one side and then flip over to the other side. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing to me that... You know, I love activities. I love outdoor, outdoor activities, you know, uh, but but to, to lie there and just roast and then flip over to the other side, that just doesn't seem like an activity to me that is productive, that is healthy, and that makes sense. You want to go bike riding, you want to go hiking, you want to go camping, you want to play, play sports, that's all great. But to just lie there on the beach and roast and just like you're flipping over the potatoes on the grill, it just makes no sense to me, Bob. Hmm. Well, in a discussion like this one, it's always interesting when we get into talking about some of the preventive approaches that uh, can be taken. We also at times have people who will share um, their own experience with uh, not only uh, efforts to prevent uh, or promote sun safety, but People who at times may have had um, incidences of skin cancer as well. That's part of the reason why I wanted to include some listeners in our discussion. 877-337-6666 is WFAN's toll-free line. It is brought to you by Mohegan Sun, Connecticut, Mohegan Sun, Pocono, and Resorts Atlantic City. Let's start on the phone, and we'll start with uh, Mike in uh, Manhattan, who has been waiting for a while. Mike, good morning. Welcome to The Fan. Good morning, uh, I can barely hear you, by the way, but right. I, I do hear you. Let me speak up a little bit. Good morning. Welcome. Thank you. By the way, before I start, I just want to thank you for the previous program about the man with the uh, uh, the arthritis. Yes. I, I appreciated that. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Good. As far as the Dr. Ken, uh, this may sound like a silly question, but I'll ask it anyway. Is it a... How important is it to use it? I mean, when you think of sunscreen, you think about your face. But uh, when I do use sunscreen, which is not often, I use it on my face, but I've never put it on my arms. And I've noticed that I have, like, brown scabs, small brown scabs, maybe a quarter of an inch or a half an inch long. I've had them for quite a long time. I do spend some time in the sun. I play paddleball outdoors. So... Um, is, I mean, sounds like a silly question, but how important is it to use it on other parts of your body besides your face? It's it's not a silly question. I always tell 
patients, the only silly question is a question they didn't ask. Um, so it's not. But, yes, it's very important um, to use it on your arms. Your arms take an incredible um, hit from ultraviolet exposure. Matter of fact, um, most people who do a lot of driving will have much more intense sun damage on the left side than on the right side. And that's because the sun, you know, their arms hanging out the window, the you know, sun can penetrate, the ultraviolet light can penetrate the window too, but mm. most people have their window open for parts of the time. They have their hands and arms hanging out the window. And and I've, I've actually um, done a little experiment where I put number 50 sunblock on one arm and number 100 sunblock on the other arm. Mm. And I've then been out all day long because my, my kids play baseball, um, uh, a great deal. They're they're 15, and and I've been outdoors with that kind of scenario. And at the end of the day, there was a little bit more redness on the side that had the number 50 sunblock than had the 100 sunblock. So yeah. the sunblock is, is is definitely protective. It's not a it's not 100 percent. You still will get a little bit of redness if you're out for hours and hours. But I've noticed definitely on my own experiments on my myself that the higher number uh, works better. And a lot of skin cancer occurs on the arms and hands. Matter of fact, if you turn somebody's arm over on the lower side and you look at it, there's, there's usually white skin on the side that doesn't get sun exposure. And on the other side, you see the, the thin skin from years of sun exposure with little brown spots, which can be precancers, can even be the beginning of skin cancer. Um, th- those definitely should be checked by a dermatologist and looked at to make sure that we know what we're looking at. Um, but yes, some sunscreen is very important to use in all areas that are exposed. And um, Bob, I wanted to also mention something um, when you asked earlier about whether skin cancer is taken seriously. It reminded me of this Jerry Seinfeld episode where Jerry was dating a dermatologist and they were making fun of her a little bit because they were calling her a, quote, pimple popper because, you know, treating acne and whatever. And they're sitting at dinner, and, and somebody comes over to the table and says to the doctor, he says to her, oh, doctor, I have to thank you. You saved my life. I had that skin cancer. And, and Jerry says, skin cancer? I forgot about skin cancer. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'd also like to add, I appreciate your comments about wearing hats with visors. Yes. I, I, wear a, I happen to fall in with a golf hat. I don't play golf, but I purchased a sort of a golf cap. Anyway, it has a large visor, and I, I don't use, I'll be honest with you, I don't, haven't used uh, sunscreen, but at least I use the, the hat with the visor, so I guess I'm getting some protection. Absolutely, and 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 you know you can wear a very light 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 shirt in the summer with long sleeves, but a very light one made of very light material that'll protect you also. Uh huh. Mike, thank you for your comments and your call this morning. Thank too. you very much. Ready? Okay. Bye. Already eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six is our number here at the Fan. We're talking with Dr. Kenneth Wasserman on our program. And after our 8 o'clock update, Rick Wolf is along with the Sports Edge program. Back to the phone. We'll go to Jeff in uh, Riverdale. Are you in Maryland? Yes, I am. Yes, good morning, Jeff. Welcome to the fan. Hi, Hi. thanks. Hey, yeah, I do a lot of those things that you say, uh, wearing the hats and the protective clothing and all that, because every time I go to the dermatologist, they're picking stuff off me. Uh, but I always had this one question. When I go out for long bike rides, you know, sometimes two, two and a half hours or more, 
And, you know, the sunblock only lasts so long. So even if I'm wearing something, you know, long sleeve on, up, you know, on, my, on my arms, you know, the legs are going to get all sweaty and everything. So what do you, how do you reapply something, or is there really no way to do that? Well, it would be a, a very dangerous trick to try to reapply it while you're bike riding on the road. That's <laughs> yeah. for sure. We don't, we, don't want, we don't want to save your life from skin cancer and have you get run over by a car. That's true. That would not be a, uh, uh, an effective uh, use of health care. <laughs> um, Thank you, doctor. But, the, you know, some of these sunscreens are, say, waterproof, um, some of the good ones. And waterproof doesn't mean they're waterproof. I mean, there's nothing waterproof. Otherwise, it would be on you forever. But, um, but the waterproof ones stay on your skin longer. Even with some sweating, they, they, they don't dissipate completely. Um, you'll still get some tan and some color if you bike ride regularly because, as I mentioned earlier, sunscreen and sunblock are not 100% protective. They're, they're very protective. But, but, you know, if you go outside, like I do, you know, my, my boys play every weekend. They play baseball in tournaments. So if we're out for hours, and I, I religiously put my sunscreen on and I wear my, wear my hat, but come after week after week after week, I've developed a tan. And some mm-hmm. of my patients really razz me about it. You know, they, I come in Monday morning, they say, Doc, are you using your sunblock? <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I explain to them that, yes, I am, and it's very protective, but nothing's 100%, and I am still getting some color through week after week after week of being outside in the sun, even with wearing a hat and, and being very protective, because there's not a lot of trees and a lot of cover uh, when you go to uh, many sporting events. Uh-huh. Yeah, what are now, the other thing? Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, if you go to the ballpark though, or something like that, and you go to you know a real major league ballpark, try to get your you know seats in in the shade under the uh, overhead. You know, you can't do that on a on a fifteen year old tournament team, but you can definitely do that when you go to a real ballpark. No, I, I agree. Yeah, I do that kind of thing all you know all all the time. Uh, the other thing is is you know is when I'm like if I'm I'm going out for a bike right now because I want to be done before ten o'clock. So that's kind of a time like I'll just won't even wear a long sleeve shirt, uh, but I will, you know, put the sunblock on. And I always figure that, um, you know, that's not a bad thing to do because at that point, the U, you know, all the UV index should be pretty low, right? Correct. And, and that, that uh, alludes to some information we talked about earlier that may I didn't expound on. But when you go to the beach and you go bicycle riding and you play tennis, do it at 8, 9, 10 in the morning or you 4, 5, 6, 7 in the afternoon, evening, there's no reason why you have to be out for 12 hours. I mean, who, who stays outside usually for 12 hours? So avoid the sun between 10 and 3. Um, the beach is beautiful at 4.35, 5.36 o'clock, especially if you're on vacation and you walk the beach while the sun is low. I mean, you don't get no ultraviolet light exposure at those times, but you get a lot less. So, And I'm sure bike riding, I'm, I'm not a bike rider, but I'm sure bike riding is, is easier to do in the early morning hours when, when it's not so hot out. Yep. Yep. Hey, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Thank you, and have fun on your ride, too. Thanks, thanks for your call this morning, uh, Jeff. 877-337-6666 is our number if you want to join us in discussion. 
with Dr. Kenneth Wasserman on our program on FAN this Sunday morning. He's team dermatologist with Baltimore Orioles, clinical assistant professor at Drexel University Hospital in Philadelphia. He is on the board of directors of the Pennsylvania Academy of Dermatology. Uh, He has a general dermatology practice in South Philadelphia, and he was dermatologist of the year in the state of Pennsylvania back in 2011. Um, We will get to some more of your calls. We're also going to talk a little bit about this whole situation with the health care legislation in this uh, country that's being proposed and talk with Dr. Wasserman about that and share some of uh, his thoughts as well because it's a very timely uh, discussion to say the least. But I also want to be able to uh, cover some more things with this idea of sun safety and uh, some of the preventive steps that can be taken especially as we're, you know, building up to this point where a lot of people, as I said, are going to be celebrating America's independence and birthday and actually also celebrating that 30-year anniversary of WFAN in that extended weekend next weekend, too. Well, keep your dial right where it is. got a lot more to get to on our program this Sunday morning. When a large group is traveling in the same vehicle, the first person to say shotgun has the honor of sitting up front. For some reason, it's better than sitting in the back. That might be the case if you're driving in something other than a Chevy Traverse, because Traverse is the one vehicle for all. Filled with an abundance of amenities and style, Traverse offers something for everyone, like very spacious and accommodating seating for friends and family, 116.3 cubic feet of maximum cargo room for every possibility. That's best in class. Plus available built-in seamless connectivity for quick access to your favorite music and media. From a richly refined interior to an upscale appearance, whatever you need to do and wherever you need to go, Traverse has the capability to get it done. Visit ChevyOffers.com and check out our incredibly low lease offers on the 2017 Traverse. Plus, it's a great place to find your closest dealer. Cargo and load capacity limited by weight and distribution. It is the Sports Edge program that Rick Wolf hosts on uh, Sunday mornings. It'll be long after our 8 o'clock update. Ed Randall will be by talking baseball after our 9 o'clock update on FAN this Sunday morning. We are in discussion with Dr. Kenneth Wasserman on our program. We've been talking with him about this idea of sun safety, uh, skin cancer, and uh, sharing some of his thoughts uh, Especially at this time of the year, you know, summer has officially started uh, this past <coughs> week. And, of course, a lot of people are going to be out and about uh, looking to take advantage of the warmer weather. Of course, Independence Weekend can mean a lot of people will be flocking to the beaches uh, next weekend and to the shore areas, um, as traditionally happens. Hopefully the weather will be nice as well. When we talk about health care in this country. Things have changed drastically, as you well know, Dr. Wasserman. The idea of um, the approach that's taken by uh, those who are practitioners, uh, doctors, some of your colleagues, everything has been changed, it seems, several different times. Um, Now, in many cases, the practitioner is focused, it seems, on technology at times in those appointments. I mean, what's it like for you, and why is there such a focus on the technology? Well, in the first place, this whole healthcare debate 
has been so politicized, um, not coming from the Democratic side or the Republican side. What's what's happened is this whole thing has become a political hot potato. And I'm not 100% sure everyone's looking out for the best result for health care in this country. I mean, when you go to the doctor now, because of the emphasis on electronic medical records, which, you know, they, they claimed that it was going to be safer to have electronic medical records for your privacy and all that. But haven't we just heard on the news constantly on a daily basis the hacking in of computers? I mean, that's become the, the political story of the day. You can't watch the news for more than 10 minutes without hearing how either your financial data has been hacked or political stuff has been hacked on the computers. So I challenge our um, our leaders as to whether or not our medical information is safe on the computers. I, I, I believe it's not. I believe, you know, the old system actually was safer where the doctor would have a chart in his office rather than posting the stuff on the Internet or anyone who has advanced technology skills has the ability possibly to hack our data. And when you go to the doctor, how many of us now have gone to the doctor and the doctor sits there and stares at the computer because he's so concerned about plugging in all the data and getting it all in rather than making eye contact with the patient, looking at the patient, spending time, really listening and, and focusing on, on the person. He, he, you know, medical care now is get that data into the computer in the time you have to do it because it has to be done because those are the regulations. It's, um, I believe, a, a deterioration in the ability for physicians to take care of their patients. You know, as I listen to you say that, I think to myself about people who are listening to our discussion today and how they may be thinking and reacting to it. But I'm also thinking about this from the standpoint of some of the um, doctors to be, shall we say, those who maybe you may see in classrooms. You know, what do medical medical students say about this world in which you operate now? with this whole focus on, you know, this digital record-keeping? Well, it's fascinating because these young students and residents, and, you know, I'm on, I'm on the staff of two teaching hospitals, so I have contact with residents and students. They don't know the old system. They don't know the system where the doctor would actually know every patient. You know, in, in my practice... I've been practicing for about 30 years. Most of my patients have been coming to me for 20, 30 years. Their families come to me. I know their cousins. I know their children. I know their father. I know their grandmother. I still practice the old way. I'm in solo practice. I don't have any PAs or nurse practitioners working with me. Every patient in my office has been seen by me. Um, so it's, it's like it was in the old days. However, this new generation, they're practicing in, in, a, in a box in sort of a way because they don't know the old system. They're in a system where the patient sees a different doctor every time they go to the clinic. 
they see a physician assistant or a nurse practitioner often. They don't actually see the doctor. The continuity is not the same, but they don't know the old system. So for them, this is all they know. And they've grown up with the apples and the iPods and the cell phones and the texting. I mean, it's like when you go to dinner, you sit in a restaurant, no, you watch people, nobody's talking to each other. They're all on their phones texting each other. I've, I mean, you, 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 I, I, sometimes I watch it. It's absolutely bizarre. I mean, we've made a rule in our household. When we go out to dinner with our, with our teenagers, there's no texting. There's no cell phones. It is a cell phone-free dinner so that we can actually talk to each other and look at each other. I sometimes wonder whether I even need magazines in my waiting room anymore because I walk out into the waiting room and every single person out there is on their smartphone. I don't think my magazines even get picked up anymore off the uh, table. Mm -hmm. They're in the same position at lunchtime as they were at 8 o'clock in the morning because nobody's, nobody's using them. So these young people that you're asking about, they've only grown up with this technology and obviously the technology is good in many ways but it's not good when you go to the doctor and they barely look at you anymore and it's not the doctor's fault the doctor is pressed the doctor's a sandwich he's being squeezed from all sides he has to do those electronic medical records it's required um in many practices because a lot of practices are owned by big hospitals and big systems, and that's the system they use. So the doctors don't have a choice. They must do this. But, that you know, the patient will actually feel as if the doctor's not paying attention to them. The doctor has no choice. He's, he's sort of squeezed into that box. And, you know, I maintain that it's, it's, it, it's not good for health care that we've over-regulated We've overregulated the, the the situation, and as far as this healthcare debate for you know where we're going to go for healthcare in the future, we better be very careful about what we're trying to get, because when you when you want to make healthcare economical, as they say, as in Canada or as in Europe, just remember they have long lines in Canada and Europe. You have to wait months to get an MRI. You don't get the doctor of your choice. Yes, it's, it's, it's free, what they call socialized medicine or free, but with free, Americans would lose their ability to have a lot of the choices that they have and the speed at which they get their health care. Pretty much right now, you know, if you need an MRI, you know, if your doctor approves it, you can get it done in a couple of days. I've heard of people waiting four, five, six months in Canada to get their MRI. And they say, well, for an emergency, you can get it quickly. But when you have headaches, how do you know if it's an emergency? How do you know if it's a migraine headache? Or how do you know, as was written up in one of the major newspapers, that one of the ladies in Canada who had a headache, it was a brain tumor, and they waited four to six months because that's the way the system works. You can't always tell when something's an emergency and when something's not an emergency. So, you know, in in the United States, Americans have come used to have become used to getting their health care quickly uh, when almost on demand. 
but you lose that when you move to a system such as occurs in, in Europe. I, I've never heard of anyone waking up in the morning who needs heart surgery and saying, oh, you know, I'm going to fly to Italy or France and have my heart surgery. I'm not going to go to the wonderful hospitals that New York has, the university hospitals. I'm going to leave. But you do hear of people flying from Europe and the Middle East and all over the world to New York, to Philadelphia, to the major centers to have their procedures done because they still are the best centers in the world. The voice of Dr. Kenneth Wasserman, who is our guest this hour of our program on The Fan. Um, Dr. Wasserman is sharing with us in our discussion. As I mentioned, he's an assistant clinical professor at Drexel University Hospital, uh, economics uh, chairman, Pennsylvania Academy of Dermatology Advisory Board, uh, the American Academy of Dermatology. Uh, He is also uh, shared with us in our discussion, talking with us about this whole idea of uh, Sun safety, um, some skin cancer information, some preventive techniques, treatment of skin cancer. Has that changed drastically? Well, the the concept of of skin cancer and and how Americans look at it has changed somewhat. For instance, in Major League Baseball. You know, we started a program years ago where, where all the players get screened and educating educating the people who work for Major League Baseball and, and, and the different teams. And there is definitely um, an increased sunscreen use and, and attention to the sun than when I started in this venue 20 years ago. For instance, in, in, in Baltimore in, on the Orioles, in spring training, we have a sunblock station that the players see right before they go out onto the practice field. So there's a huge counter with many different sunblocks and sunscreens, all different kinds, so that somebody can't say this one's too greasy, this one's too oily, this one's too drying, this one has too much gel. We have a choice of many different uh, products all lined up on the counter. And the last thing the player sees before he walks out onto the back practice fields in the morning is this table with all the sunscreens. And I see them using it before they go out. They, they, they stop at the uh, station. We, we call it the sunscreens uh, spring training screening station, uh, sunblock station. And they, they, they put it on, and I see them using it. And if, if we weren't aware and, and had increased the awareness and put out the products and educated the players, over the years, I don't think the usage would be as it is now. So we have impacted um, the, the the educational process for all these people um, using using the products and paying attention to protect themselves. Dr. Kenneth Wasserman, thank you very much for joining us on our program, sharing the information you have, and hopefully, folks who are listening to our discussion will heed the preventive steps that you've mentioned. Thank you. Certainly a very happy and healthy summer to you and our best to your wife as well. Thank you, Bob. You have a great show. You have an unbelievable list of guests with all kinds of great topics. I love listening to you. Thank you. After our top of the hour update, Rick Wolf is along with the Sports Edge program. And after nine, well, my guests 
he could be talking bocce. But then again, the program is supposed to be talking baseball. I'd tune in after nine if I were you just to see exactly where Ed Randall will be taking us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 